0: And we're back. It's 2021. There's a new season of Formula One. There's a new season of Drive to Survive. This is the Final Corner podcast. My name is Colin, engineer who knows absolutely bugger all about cars. And I'm joined again by Tom, who is now the editor at Traction.gg, a uh, racing video games website. Tom, are you excited for the new season? Oh, I am. But thanks very much for the excellent intro. Yeah,
1: much improved. And and a plug as well. What what more could I wish for? Uh, am I excited for the season? I am. I am. You know, last year we had lockdown and a crazy year, so that got me more into it. And we've just had Drive to Survive season three, and that's got me excited. How about you?
0: Absolutely. I mean, last season was one of the best seasons I've ever seen in terms of enjoyment. Uh, mm. Even though there wasn't a title fight and anything like that. So I've been looking back at some of the old races, watching Drive to Survive, and getting back. Yeah, I'm ready for Bahrain in a few hours' time.
1: Yeah, Uh yeah, but it's at Bahrain, and I forgot about that.
0: That is, that is I just killed the mood. It. Yeah, it's just, that's it. I've killed them out. See you. Right, right, we'll see you next season. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, no, well, we just—you know—I don't mind it, but we've we've had like two races there recently, and uh the weird layout was was a more interesting race. So here we are. We think we said that in the last episode. Oh, that's uh, but anyway, much better yeah, like, layout. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but. Anyway, I'll, I'll ignore the fact that it's at Bahrain and focus on the fact that actually we don't know who's good or bad. And that's always, even though we kind of do, uh, that always gets me excited on the eve of a Grand Prix.
0: Absolutely. we start all by looking back at Drive to Survive Season 3. Uh, uh, an interesting take on last season. Uh, some storylines I never picked up in real time. Mm. Um, but... Actually, probably the best series out of three, uh, in <gasps> terms of what I've enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, What's wow. was your initial thoughts? Oh yeah, I liked it and enjoyed it. I, I like there's well, as we're sure we'll
1: go through. There's a few things that aren't ideal about it, and I can understand how a purist will think there's too many sound effects and fake conversations and uh, weird storylines and timelines. But at the end of the day. I watched it as quick as I could in one weekend, and so it must be good, right? So I really enjoyed it. I preferred it to season two. Something about season one, without rewatching it, perhaps I preferred, but maybe that was the unique nature of, of the show the first time through, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, what I, what I kind of enjoyed about this series is there wasn't as much of the off-track scene drivers in the personal space, which, watching True. back in season one and two, there was quite a bit of that and then. I can remember a Daniel Ricciardo episode in season one where it felt like he was walking around Monaco and jumping into the sea <laughs> for about half an hour of the episode. So It that, was a good half an hour, wasn't it? It was, but this season's a lot more focused around the track and the teams and actually what's going on. Um, and yet they've got a difficult balance to strike, Netflix. They've got to record it all. They've yep. got to decide what stories they're going to tell and they've got to try and pitch it so that People like you and I enjoy it. Mm. But then if someone else, um, like I've got friends who don't watch F1 who have caught the trailer yep. and seen that, they're going to watch it. So they've got to pick and choose what they do. They get a bit technical in some of the early episodes. Um, and then you know some of the later episodes, they get a bit fantastical, shall we say, yep. Yep. with some of the stories. Um, but That's o- fine, though. Overall, I think they've but... got the balance pretty close to what... It should be. I think they've kept everyone kinda happy. I don't know I know there's a vocal grip on it internet who hate it for various reasons, but um and
1: logical reasons
0: and Absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, you've got to. yeah, I, I completely agree with you there. It's a very difficult balance. Like the Formula One video game that comes out every year. It's got to appease those with the sim rig and they're playing at the Esports, but it's also got to appeal to those who have maybe never played a Formula One game or are younger or using a controller. And netflix is exactly the same you've got to remember that the netflix show is to try and get more people into the sport and interested in the sport uh made primarily and if you're really into it then you can watch nine million hours of sky sports f1 where they talk it to rubbish you know in great detail so it's a nice it's a nice complimentary piece in my opinion
0: absolutely i mean I mean, F one themselves do technical breakdowns on their channels yeah. and things like that. If the you YouTube want the, the details, you want people slowing down footage and looking at the minute detail. That's not Netflix. Um, and I've noticed Sky's actually picked up the first two series of the, of it, and and have been showing. Oh, really? Yeah, they've been showing it the past few weeks. That's and interesting. I've noticed that the in this series, the, the what the episodes are about thirty eight minutes, forty minutes. So they mm. I think they've made it. And the knowledge that they'll sell it to TV at some point. Um, An hour with ads. Exactly. So <laughs> if I think I think that may have driven some of the editing decisions this season. Is This no, is going to be maybe. probably a TV show now and people are picking That's up on weird. this and want it.
1: I did not know that. That was a very, very weird approach, in my opinion. Uh, but I did see that at le- for at least one day, It was season three was the must-watch thing on Netflix in the world. Was it?
0: Yeah, so That's... it's
1: clearly global and very popular, and season four has been signed off already. So I, I can't wait for season four, but we have to watch an actual f one season first.
0: Ugh. I know, I know. It would be great to see it, uh, like as it's going. Maybe, maybe like a four race <laughs> lag, but they couldn't do that for obvious reasons. No but no that that would be that would that would be a great insight of what is actually going on week by week. Uh, but teams would never give that level of access as it's going. And you could never pick a storyline yeah. and and uh and, and tell the stories that the way they were. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, I love it. it. like you say, it's overproduced and Hollywoodish, but that's fine. Yeah. Sometimes you need that in your life. If not everything can be super serious. No, you
0: need a bit of razzle dazzle. Razzle dazzle. Nice, nice bit of sparkle <laughs> put in there. Nice bit of <laughs> It's the t- tire squeals in the series that get me sometimes. I didn't it, notice that. It's, it's just a few episodes. And it's, like, it's like they pulled it from Tokyo Drift. <laughs> and it's <laughs> like, yes, those are perfect. Uh, uh,
1: but, I suppose that's p- to catch your Netflix attention. Absolutely. Uh, the attention of a Netflix viewer, sorry. I'll speak English.
0: So we we'll jump into episode one. Um, Ooh, which episode starts, breakdown. starts off with the pre-season testing at Catalonia and it really focuses around Racing Point and the controversy about their blatant Mm. copy of the uh, 2019 Mercedes Mercedes. Uh, and it really focuses around them it really focuses around Otmar Big Daddy Stroll coming walking through the paddock (laughs) Otmar Safna looking terrified every time he sees Stroll walking in. Uh, so that's really the focus and then it develops into how COVID eventually impacts on the season.
1: Yeah, the Australian Grand Prix. Yeah, it was interesting. For me, it was one of the week I always find I struggle to get into episode one of each season they do of it. Uh, for me, what put me off slightly, going back to you, you what you were saying, like tyre noises and stuff, it's the... I know all the way through the, the commentary's faked. For the most part, hmm. they have the crafty bits, but then they have Ben Edwards and someone I forgot, Jack Nichols, uh, doing like overdubbed bits. And for the testing, I don't mind it, but in the testing, it was like, no one's commentating like quite like that during the testing. The lines are saying, so that why me a bit, but there's an hilarious scene where they're trying to do the pictures or the video footage or the B-roll <laughs> oh, God. on the grid. Yeah. There's someone with a mark, uh, megaphone and they say, they say something like I don't know if you can remember Oh look forward and imagine what your goals are in life <laughs> Oh yeah. man
0: Yeah Think of the challenge, think of your determination That's it Proper like Hollywood directing and you can see just see all the drivers shaking their head going what hey, is it. this guy doing He yeah. <laughs> is pulling a camera backwards to get us in a shot Right, like, calm down <laughs> I did. I did love that Kimmy Irakim was like the only one with sunglasses on, just not giving a crap yeah, to feel way through.
1: He actually doesn't care. I think sometimes I think he
0: plays up to the character, but
1: oh, he does it's, absolutely. It's, it's grounded in reality, at least. Yeah. Uh, there was also this meeting with Lauren Stroll at the like head office or something, yeah. where he's like, "You've got me for five minutes. Let's go." <laughs> and I felt like, I honestly, it felt like it's it's it said like in the show. Oh, it reversed the timeline and was like October twenty twenty or something. Mm. But for me, that whole thing felt like no, you filmed that last week and you pretended. Uh,
0: yeah, I could be wrong. It's it's really strange you would have Netflix at such a critical meeting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or not? like, for the, like they've obviously either phoned Netflix and gone, look, you might want <laughs> to catch us. And it was literally the uh, big daddy stroke comes into the room, sits down in the middle. You've got fifteen minutes, and oh, one no. guy goes. Yeah, I think we'll be pretty quick this year. Uh, we're developing the car and it will be built on time. <laughs> it's the most empty meeting I've yeah. ever heard in my
1: life. It's just like, it doesn't mean anything.
0: No, it's completely <laughs> pointless. It's it's a meeting for the camera. Uh <sighs> God. But it is interesting to kind of see the way that Racing Point approached basically stealing the car design. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we were saying, look, we, we've not done anything wrong here. When they revealed the car, it was just they must have bought we to get old bits because at the press launch it looked nothing like the one in testing. Yeah, which is uh, a clever thing, or it's probably a deliberate thing with time when You don't know. Yeah, I mean, people when they're looking at the cars, they're, they're looking at the livery. They're not. They're yeah. not looking at the minute detail. Hmm. So I thought that was quite an interesting, and to see the other teams reacting, um, especially Renault was a big one. Seen yeah. several react reacting to it. It was, it was pretty funny.
1: That's quite a big feature this this season, actually, Cyril. As we get onto it,
0: yeah. Uh, and then as as we go into the end of the episode, you get little hints of COVID, uh, dipped throughout the episode. Yeah. There's little radio messages. There's it's like people listening to podcasts in cars, which part of me thinks that's overdubbed onto some shots. Oh, there's a. There's
1: a bit later on we'll talk about where that wind me up. I can't remember what episode it was. That was a final, it's a penultimate episode, but yeah, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so there's some comments there that makes you think that we're all in like a little dream world, not we, with COVID? They're all like joking about it for a minute, even when they're in Australia. Yeah. Like, oh, have you got your sanitizer? Blah, 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 blah. And we all were kind of like that, really, and then you didn't realise how serious it was at the time.
0: Yeah, it was, it's, it's always, I find it, I don't know about you, I find it strange watching TV. And see movies and like a non COVID. Like people going up to each other in course and just crowds. It's giving all, each other a hug. Yeah, it's all odd to watch and then yeah, as you say, no one was no one in the sport was taking it seriously back then. Yeah. Um I think I was screaming on Twitter for Boris Johnson to walk down about then. <laughs> back then, but uh yes. certainly F one wasn't taking it serious and No I thought yeah. I could get away with it, I think. Absolutely. And even even in the show, like Christian Horner was wanting to put bash on, go ahead with the race. Yep. Uh, and then Hamilton eventually. wasn't there, that was interesting. Yeah, because was it Cash's King? Was he, he said Cash's King, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, and I thought that was quite I can't remember that at the time. But it must have happened at the time. Must be an article about it or something.
0: Yeah, I think that was and, on the Friday. Uh on yeah, the first of the night they Very interesting. That. Uh, because I don't think they even got to Friday practice. To, to, I think No, the for,
1: cars never turned. No, they did. Um, some of the support races did actually even qualify. but mm-hmm. that was the day before Friday practice. They must have been on the Thursday.
0: Yeah. Just because I, 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 I do remember. The, I think it must have been Friday practice saying that the, the crowds were actually at the gates waiting to go in. Yeah. Oh, the crowds <laughs> were getting annoyed, weren't they? And
1: drive yeah. to survive.
0: Oh, yeah, they were. The guy with the megaphone. And then there was one woman shouting, it's all about money, it's all about money. And yeah. I was just thinking to myself, they've just cancelled the race, you're going to get a refund. It's clearly not about money.
1: Oh, also it was like a British guy as well. This is disgusting. Yeah. I was like, oh, of course it's someone from Britain.
0: Yeah. Is that a, uh, but that, so that, that was episode one, I guess. Yeah, that pretty much wraps it up. Um, the podcast, next week, episode two. Yeah, exactly. We'll be back then. Uh, episode two focused on getting back really on the track. Um oh yeah. Yeah. first
1: appearance for Red Bull Ring.
0: Yep, Austria, uh, which will appear a lot for this this oh, series. Man. Um they kind of wrap around a couple of teams, kind of focusing on the Red Bull story, uh a bit on Lando Norris, and the the they basically focus on that first Bahrain race, which is really the only there's a couple of episodes where they focus on our race and kind of tell the story yep. of the race, but this is probably the main one that they cover, and it's full. Here's what happened, step by step, basically, with the album penalty. Uh, Lando Norris getting his, his podium. I mean. Oh yeah,
1: sorry. I think you might have said first Bahrain race there, but it's, re- it's definitely a Red Bull Ring.
0: Yeah, Red Bull.
1: Apologies. If you did, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I probably did. <laughs> Bahrain's on my mind.
1: Yeah, they did. It was like a step by step play, wasn't it? Um, there was a bit that cracked me up. Oh, they focused about Das. Yes, and but I think that appeared first in testing, right? But Netflix portrayed it as, well, we've only just discovered it at the track in Red Bull Ring. Yeah, Could be I, wrong
0: there. I, I I thought it was in. Uh, I thought it was in testing as well. But, yeah, it was. Yeah, um, the protest
1: was in the at the first race.
0: Yeah, um, because there were there were kind of. Discussing it like what it was used for during the race. So Will Buxton yeah. and interview. I'm sure it was saying it was about, uh, generating different levels of grip and speed and things like that. And it, it wasn't. So it's that, just tire temperature. Yeah. So that kind of, I think they probably interviewed him back at testing. That's when he's talking about it. Mm. And then Christian Horner later starts talking about tire temperature. Uh, but it was, yeah. it was it was it was cool to see, the uh. I never noticed before that it was Red Bull that got Lewis Hamilton the penalty.
1: Yes, with the 360 degree camera.
0: Yeah, they actually found Clever. that footage on Mercedes' YouTube channel and yeah. then, uh, sent it to the FIA and it gave Lewis Hamilton the penalty and qualifying. Yep. It was very late
1: in the day, wasn't it?
0: It was like half an hour before the race started and mm. he uh, ended up getting demoted down to fourth or something. Yeah, uh, and that's kind of a theme throughout the show: is that Red Bull will do anything. They'll protest everything. They'll <laughs> they'll do anything they can to get an advantage because they don't have yeah. they don't have the speed.
1: I suppose it's only natural in Formula One. Maybe someone else would do it if they didn't, but they're definitely ruthless. Let's put it that way. Um, there's a bit there's a bit that made me laugh. I don't know why, and I can't. I'm gonna have to try and do an accent now. But <laughs> there's a bit where Horner he talks completely normally all through the whole show. And there's a bit where he's sat down, he's got his mask on, and Jean-Tot, president of FIA, arrives. Yes. And he goes, I'll go talk to Jean-Tot. And then he starts speaking in like this weird English that isn't English, which which reminds me of Steve McLaren when he was in um, the (laughs) Netherlands, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And he goes, oh, we tried to get them with the DAS. He's like, (laughs) why are you you talking
0: like this? (laughs) I know, and I've noticed uh, Joey Barton did that as well when he was in uh, Marseille, he he started speaking with a French accent. It's mad. That, uh, I, I think, <laughs> to be generous to Christian Horner, I think it's to make foreigners understand easier. Yeah, of course but it is. But it's not like he's got a thick, it's not like he's got a thick Brummie accent. not like or it's a, us. Or one of us, basically. Um, <laughs> but I just find every interaction Christian Horner has with anyone in the series is just awkward. It's yeah. just the way he has to speak to people is just so so odd.
1: It features a lot in this season, it has to be says, said. And he's playing up to the villain role, you know. Every film has the baddie, yeah. And he's like, he's doing that steely look, you know. In the interview bits in between, it's like he's, I'm not
0: gonna smile. <laughs> I'm gonna be serious about everything. It's, and uh, he has it. said he has said afterwards that he's winced watching it back. Uh, I just trying his to own laugh, performance, man. yeah. Yeah, he, he does. He does put out a good image for himself for for yeah. a guy, for a guy that hasn't delivered a title and. Eight years he's pretty safe in his job and he's he creates a good little image for himself. Yeah. I, I, I think... always wonder with Christian on how, how involved the actual is because he mm. didn't seem to know about the Honda thing and all that. But he's he's the figurehead yeah. that everyone always sees.
1: Yeah. Maybe the people behind the scenes are actually doing the big decisions, but mm. and he takes the flack in public. Good and bad. Now there was a bit it was either episode one or episode two. I think it was episode two where they, they show a brief second of him leaving his house. Mm-hmm. And he gets in his Aston Martin and you're in the car with him. Then it cuts to outside shot of a different Aston Martin driving in America. And then it cuts back to Horner driving back to the track again. So that was <laughs> that was sloppy edited Netflix. And I saw it.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, it's, you think you picked up on Lineage, you had that on Twitter as well. Last week. Ah, <laughs> it's so bad when You're, I watch shows. i You pay I'm too, I'm too much nerd. attention at car details. So That's are...
1: exactly what happened in Line of Duty, though. Yeah, they set that... off from like these new BMWs, then it cuts to a shot of some old BMWs, and then it's back to new BMWs again. Sorry, out, lads.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, you, you obviously pay much more attention to those sort of things. Than That's all I watch TV shows
1: for, right? If the <laughs>
0: if there's if the right car is in there.
1: Well, so episode two. Any thoughts on episode two?
0: Eh, not really. That was the only yeah. interesting bit I found was the Red Bull picking up on that instant. I mean the rest is kinda well covered, like Lando getting his podium. Um, yeah, it's cool to see. Nice. Um I can't remember if it was this episode or one of the later ones set in Austria where they moved a bit of his it must be one of the later episodes, and uh, they moved a bit of his team radio around. Uh, when he was racing Carlos Sainz. Oh, that must, later must be it. Must be an episode nine where. They, yeah, they, they tried took, to. Yeah. Yeah, they took his team radio message from when he was fighting Perez in this race, and then like, moved it to the next race. Uh, but a bit of editing shenanigans, but.
1: Yeah.
0: No, this Alex Albon. This is really the first big time he's highlighted. Um, yep. And also after the race getting knocked out by Hamilton. And he's dejected there, isn't he? He looks like he's about to chuck it in, basically. And even Christian Horner's trying to joke with him. He's like, he's got in for you, Alex, and things like that. And it doesn't seem to pick him up.
1: Is this the episode where it ends in Christian Horner swearing in like a potter cabin?
0: Yeah. <laughs> that was a good ending. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That was a really good ending.
1: Yeah, uh, for me, that moment Defined Albon's season, unfortunately. He didn't seem to recover from that point on. That was the first race where he was sort of on the... Near enough the pace to be okay. Could have won it. Confidence shattered.
0: Yeah, he didn't really... He never seemed to get in his groove after that. He had good moments, yeah. but then never... Mm-hmm. Never really settled. Um, episode 3? Three? Episode 3? Three? Um, naked Valtteri Bottas. Nah! Yeah, and um, his mate, his manager, went him. And, the, and his mate, yeah, <laughs> in a sauna or a steam room. Mm-hmm. Um, Very Finnish. Did not need to see that. Um, this is set around the Russian Grand Prix, mostly, and it's pretty much Mercedes-based or Bottas-based.
1: Oh, you know, I'd forgotten it was the Sochi Grand Prix. I was kind of thinking that all through this season, it's basically uh, Monza, Red Bull Ring, Silverstone, Bahrain, and Abu Dhabi. But yeah, this one is... Russia, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Um. So which was the one where Lewis Hamilton got a penalty, going to the grid for his false starts, um, mm. which then handed the win to Valtteri Bottas, <laughs> who then said his famous catchphrase. Yeah. He says every time he wins. Um. Uh, yeah. Which I just. Valtteri five this season. As it just, just six point five, isn't it? Probably. <laughs> the t- the telling moment in this episode for me was. Uh, Toto Wolf has been interviewed in the car going to the track, and mm-hmm. he's asked, Do you think Valtteri can become world champion? And uh, his response is, I think Valtteri believes that he'll become world champion. Which is <laughs> not answering the question, nice. which is clearly saying, I don't, but he does. Painful, very painful. Yeah. Um, and it, it, this episode kind of paints that he doesn't want to be a number two driver, but he's put in that position.
1: There was a good five minutes in this episode of just Valtteri Bottas staring into the abyss, <laughs> looking cool. Like it was some sort of perfume advert. <laughs> uh, but that was, it, it came across as quite, you know, as a human being. And I liked him a lot more at the end of the episode. Um, and there was some crazy stuff in there, wasn't there? There was uh right at the start where Hamilton was singing
0: oh, from <laughs> and the... Bottas is
1: laughing at it. I thought that was quite cool. And uh, then his race engineer got arrested in the mountains. That was crazy as well.
0: race engineer got lifted. (laughs) He got attacked by dogs as well, I think, (laughs) while he was out cycling. Lewis Hamilton, I don't really think, comes across particularly great in the series. He's not really covered, but when he is, it's like in Mm. short bursts. And it's telling someone else's story at the same time. And then as soon as Hamilton... It's like he's the big bad guy that everyone needs to beat, and he's when he does speak, it's just a sound bite Then back to the guy that they're trying to yeah. sell to you, which is he's there, but there's no big of, focus on him, right? No, and this is kind of this episode's based around Bottas and all the, yeah, anything to do with Hamilton's kind of we're getting in his head. I deliberately gave Verstappen a toll in qualifying, so I was third, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um. It doesn't really show much of a human side of Hamilton. I agree with no, it does doesn't. Bottas, but it doesn't really yeah. give anything for all this.
1: I agree. Maybe that happens next year in his final year. We'll see.
0: Oh, final year.
1: That's my, that's my predict- I think I said that in the other episode. I think it's yeah. his final year. Game over. Over and out. But that that was it from for me for that episode. It was alright. It was, it was a good one. I enjoyed it. Bottas is a human being. Great.
0: Yeah. I still don't, yeah, I still don't think he can do much more than he's already done at Mercedes, I think. That's clear from Total Will's reaction as well, he doesn't really believe it either. And then, episode four, uh, I think it's probably one of the best episodes, is uh, We Need to Talk About Ferrari.
1: This this is my favourite episode, for sure. It's um, hilarious. It starts off with... Uh, Sergio, at this time, Perez doesn't really know his future, and it starts off with him offering Gunter a lift on his private jet. Oh, yeah. And I thought, oh,
0: contract negotiations there. Clever, Sergio. That's <laughs> Trying to get a drive. Well, I don't know where they were going from, but Gunter had to get to Guadalajara first. Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. get to wherever they were going. Where are you flying from? A completely
1: different country, miles away.
0: Yeah, because the thing uh... Gunter says, he flies from JFK, it's back yeah. home. So he has to go from JFK to Guadalajara, then back home. I suppose if you got a driver like Perez, it would be worth the detour. But uh... yeah, that was an interesting little start. Uh, the rest of the episode is just... Ferrari are a complete disaster. It's awkward, it's so awkward. I've forgotten. i how bad it got between Vitel and the team. Yeah. Uh, and you get glimpses of that in the team radio that they play, and some of the the media, so well, the internal media people in from Ferrari communicating with Vettel and basically tell them stop being yeah. funny, stop seeing this, stop seeing that. There's one. There's one clip isn't there where someone
1: says like oh you can't be as open about the performance and he's like well why not it's not good yeah then there's another one where the internet breaks down on a zoom media thing and he goes (laughs) oh it's a bad year for ferrari it's like the car or something (laughs) i was like oh my god um and i i was just staggered that there was this much open and honest interaction and access to ferrari you know, if you think about the history of that company and how you can't buy the quick cars even if you're rich, you have to buy 27 other ones and they never it's always sort of hidden behind closed doors so that was amazing
0: Yeah, it gave that level of access um, During a difficult year as well, right? Exactly, and at, at Monza, at their home track I mean, I'm, I'm sure Netflix picked the races before it became clear that Ferrari are terrible but uh, that weekend, that weekend at Monza, was just horrific for them. Mm. They were absolutely nowhere on pace. Vettel's brakes go, and then Leclerc bends it in the wall. First uh,
1: of nine thousand appearances of the Leclerc crash this season.
0: Yep. Like That's why that they one. keep coming back.
1: Yeah, it's not even that like great. And they show Vettel's brake failures later on in the series, as if you've not seen it before. And it's like, well, hang on a minute, I watched an episode of it. <laughs> yeah. Where you featured it. it is a bit weird. The uh, yeah, because they, they do. Another monster episode early later. That's why.
0: Yeah, and they kind of they cover the engine problems and the, uh, the FIA mm. deal. Yes, as well. That was good. Um, which obviously Ferrari still saying that they did nothing wrong. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like yeah. when it's like when those massive companies have to pay someone half a billion pounds but admit no wrongdoing. It's like <laughs> yes, the point. Yeah, you you've not you've not paid all that money and reached the settlement and been so slow this year for no reason. Um I thought it was there was an interview with Vitell on this where it was quite I thought it was quite uncomfortable for the PR person that was with him. Um it was being asked about whether he would compromise his ethics and there was certain rules that he had to compete, uh which were obviously getting at you were cheating last year. Mm. Are you willing to cheat going forward? Yeah. Um which I thought was quite awkward and as you sure. say, it's it's odd for Ferrari to, to let that get out.
1: Yes, yeah, bizarre, but I I was lapping it up. Amazing. And it also made me feel a bit sad that episode because the Oh well this is the one where is this the one where his move to Aston is announced this episode?
0: Yeah, at the end of the or well, towards the end <sighs> of the episode.
1: That moment where they have the awkward press briefing where it's their thousandth Grand Prix. Yeah. And there's a celebration in Florence. But he's
0: announced he's leaving. Yeah. Oh man. He uh, the, it gets brought up in one of the internal meetings, and he says, oh, "It wasn't my fault." Perez announced last night yeah, he was it's leaving. Perez's <laughs> fault. But is it hey, well, that contract's been sat at the table for weeks, and he's waited and signed it on that day to yeah. to put it right into them.
1: No kidding. Which, um,
0: if you can't, really blame him. To be honest.
1: No, yeah, you I mean, can't. But the
0: way he was treated was pretty poor. Uh,
1: an element of it was that his teammate's quicker, though.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, I think Vettel's over the hill. I know he's not that old, but he's clearly Ooh. not what he was. Um, and the other part of this episode is putting Leclerc as the future of Ferrari. Yeah. Giving him the massive contract. That's a big contract. You yeah, had forgotten about that. Basically, just showing him in an amazing positive light, but then showing the complete mess around them (laughs) at that point
1: yeah oh i was just gonna say yeah i felt sad in this episode because they had it showed the thousandth ferrari race celebration in florence Mm -hmm. and i was like oh can't travel to florence at the minute no oh but maybe next year
0: yeah they didn't actually show any of Which was the first
1: Dis- Disappointing, yeah. Race. Not just Mugello, there was, um which had a crazy crash. They could have covered some danger or something about. Albon got his first podium. That could have been a story. Oh. The fact that it was an old track and the calendar had to change through COVID wasn't really, was sort of brushed over. And obviously the Turkey race where you could have had a behind the scenes episode with Hamilton and Stroll if you wanted another one from Stroll there. Uh, because Hamilton's race was supreme, saving the tires, coming through. I think he won the championship at that race today. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was yeah. a crazy race yeah. with a terrible yeah. track surface. All of that jazz. I think our fellow acquaintance Ash said all this on PlayStation the the night, but I fully agree with it. It's that some of the Emila wasn't mentioned. Was that
0: even shown once? Uh, I think Verstappen's crash was shown. Oh, it was
1: touched upon, wasn't it?
0: There was, yeah, like Portimao. Give so Reichenen's many stories lap. and tracks that they could have shown and then yeah. didn't bother. The Magell one was odd for me because they've been telling the story of Alex Albon for two seasons now and yeah. he skipped his first podium, just never yeah. mentioned it. Uh, and then they have a full episode on the danger around Grosjean's crash mm. and then don't mm. show the 6 card pile up earlier in the season. But yeah. right. uh, They could have tied just, that
1: together or something.
0: Exactly. There's, there's a lot of stories of left hanging in this series.
1: I can only think that the, the to me, the, the film crew just wasn't at those races, I think. And I'm wondering if it's a COVID-related scenario where they couldn't get certain travel requirements or... I'm
0: it's giving about, them the benefit of the doubt, but there was were, huge emissions. It, like, so it's a bit... Oh, I would yeah. to skip that one. But I, I, I agree. There's probably reasons why they weren't at races. There
1: maybe was reasons and that the, those new crazy races of like Portugal and Imola and Turkey were brilliant and yet we got two episodes at silverstone and two episode three episodes at Monza and which had the stories to tell but not to that extent in my opinion that was the mm. downside for me of this season
0: yeah there was there was a lot left out there which... I don't need
1: an Abu Dhabi left episode no it, you know give me 10 minutes of that to say who finished third in the constructors and job done
0: yeah, that was a boring race, nothing happened, and then the all the exciting stories, the George Russell stuff, going to Mercedes for secure, things like that are just not covered, which I can understand if they thought it would be too hardcore fanny to to, yeah. me- to not cover that, but I think a casual fan would buy into the George Russell story instantly. 100%, yeah. Uh, the, That's a the, great story, everyone was living that. Absolutely, the hulkenberg getting brought back for he races? was
1: he was in it but not <laughs> and what annoyed me about that hulkenberg super hulk not being around is it's a good story it's a crazy story that Perez got COVID as well and was the first person to have it and they didn't know what was going on uh oh there was nothing on the breathalysers that all the team made, ventilators that all the teams made either but no. maybe during that time you weren't allowed to film in buildings and stuff so you don't know uh but hulkenberg was featured was it last season or the season before Last he season had an episode quite, quite heavily yeah, and it was really good, and it came across really well, and it would have been good to see to follow him still, to see struggle to get back on the grid or something, you know.
0: Yeah, I, anyway. t- I suppose it's, it's frustrating for us as fans because we know all these great stories that if we want to know see though. more of. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I've jumped around a bit there, but I think that was episode four.
0: <laughs> that was episode four. Ferrari, terrible. Um,
1: mm. Best episode.
0: Best episode. Uh, episode five. Uh, Daniel Ricardo breaks Cyril's heart. Um, this was a love story. Oh, only only one half loved the other one, though. The other yeah. one didn't. <laughs> Cyril is genuinely heartbroken when Ricardo announces he's leaving. And I kind of didn't
1: mind him for that. I've not been a big fan, but I thought, oh, well, he clearly cares a lot. But it was a bit much. It was a bit intense. It was like Cyril crying on TV for half an hour.
0: Absolutely, but he's probably just also thinking of the 30 million quid he just flushed down the pad on a driver. Mm-hmm.
1: Who's... Might have lost his music job, you don't know.
0: Well, yeah. It's a bit awkward watching back Cyril in this series, knowing that he gets carried yeah, to right next Yeah, feature him rent. a lot. A lot. Um, I suppose he is an interesting guy to feature, because he wears his yeah. heart on his sleeve. Mm. Um, he's not come across well, I don't think, previously. No. This series, you can tell he really wants to make something of Renault. Uh, and they really, yeah. really, really wanted Ricardo to be the yeah. main guy there. Um, but there was some...
1: Come after you. No, no, you go. There was some weird stuff in this episode, which only a nerd like me, going back to what we said earlier, would notice. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of pretending to be at the Red Bull ring and cutting to shots of the Silverstone pit lane. Mm. So half the episode is in Silverstone, half the episode is it back at the Red Bull ring again. But in that first part, they cut, They use a lot of shots of the Silverstone paddock. And I was like, no one will know that. I'm a bit annoyed by that. Hmm, yeah. The second thing is cars that people own. Uh, Otmar from uh, Racing Point rocks up in a Ferrari 488 <laughs> Pista. And I was like, wow, yeah, you've got money, but that's pretty impressive. And I can't remember who said it the other week when we were talking, but he won't be doing that this year. Obviously, nope. he'll be in an Aston Martin, but I was like, fair play to that. It went up in my estimation there. But the weirdest thing, and this is the super nerdy thing, is that Cyril, <laughs> in the UK, has an imported left-hand drive Renault Espace, which the current Renault Espace or the, you know, was never sold in the UK, and he rocks up to one in the to the UK office of of the Formula 1 team.
0: So and I was like, there. wow. He's got it imported just so you can... Ah, he can... He must love it so much. It, unless it drives across every week. Could be driving across, could be
1: a COVID scenario where he could drive across but not fly or something, you know.
0: Yeah. think. yeah, I it, thought that was impressive. When he rocked up to Silverson, was that a bright yellow mcgan he was in? Yeah. I mean, and no there was about, and about four other guys piled into the back. So I thought that yeah. was, like, Otmar pulls up and he's Ferrari on his own. And <laughs> the <laughs> Renault guys are cobbing into the back of a, a McGahn to get to the track. That's very true. That was funny. Um... That's something yeah. that uh, Ricardo will be happy with this year. He'll get a McLaren divided about rather than a little McGann yeah. sports. Or a little Cleo I think it was the McGann sports that they had last year. Yeah,
1: Renault Sport McGanns. Yeah, they don't make the Cleo fast ones anymore. So shame. Yeah. Um did until recently. But yeah, he definitely gets a company car upgrade. Who's got the worst company car on the grid? Probably the Renault's,
0: isn't it? Are pretty...
1: I mean, now they get Alpines anyway, so that would be an upgrade. Hm,
0: mm, true. Uh, uh Alpha's a pretty, pretty good Williams, do they even have cars?
1: Well they probably have a Mercedes a Mercedes engine, uh, isn't yeah.
0: They? Uh, So Yeah. Has got... Haas don't have money for cars. Yeah, true. They've just got
1: a Europe Europe car rental, right?
0: Yeah, the guy the guys in fact, would have to sleep there because there's no money for transport.
1: Yeah. Poor has Anyway, oh, I'm sure we'll get to that in a bit. We'll get to them, yeah. The, the but that's all part, I had to say about the episode.
0: Yeah, the other part of it was that recent point we found uh, guilty of acquiring the mercedes yes. Ducks illegally, but we allowed to run them for the rest of the series, uh, which the other team bosses were angry about. Um, they lost 15 points, which turned out to be quite important at the end of the year. Um, but that was the second half of the story was just the fallout from that, how upset the uh, Cyril yeah. was. And I Which think we the first mention of Williams in this. And as mentioned... Oh, Claire of 20... Williams is
1: knocking around a bit, is yeah
0: Yeah, they get about 20 seconds in the entire series. They get no mention at all. And I think this is like the first of two where their name gets said.
1: Yeah, and that's a
0: shame, really,
1: because there are some stories there to tell. I mean, they touch on, I don't know, if it's just, I think it's later on, the sale. So they have one sentence where it's like, oh, and it's the last family for the Williams family. The last yeah. race for the Williams. And I thought, actually, that's a massive thing. You should cover that even for the non-purist because there's such a rich heritage there that they could talk about.
0: Yeah, I found it. I didn't find it strange that it didn't cover Williams, but at the same time I did because, as you say, there is that story of the sale frank williams clearly even and you've also got the story of george russell which um just wasn't really picked up on either um and i wonder i wonder if um in the contract with netflix that you have to get certain airtime, time um, but also obviously, obviously with this not they can just decide not to bother yeah. with you
1: sorry guys you're boring
0: yeah i mean last season i don't really remember much about alfa romeo Uh, i don't remember the covered either Mm. so it's obviously no we're not bothering you you're terrible you've not got an interesting personality you've not got a story (laughs) nothing's good's happening we'll leave you
1: yeah which i think is unfair but i guess they've got to prioritize i suppose if they add up everything that we've said plus all the stuff they've done it'd be 20 episodes and they wouldn't be able to get it to get it done in time so it's tricky
0: just on the series, it feels like they could have done an extra five episodes. But then, if you watch back the bits that were kind of irrelevant, they probably could have got everything they needed. In 10. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, well, the it's, stuff we wanted to see anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't know uh, if that's
1: actually going to be entertaining for the big, big audience.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Episode six. Um, it's probably my, probably either my favorite or my second favorite. Probably my second favorite, which was. Yeah, actually, this is up there. The comeback kid is named uh, focuses on Pierre Gasly and his recovery from his Red Bull demotion, um, returning to Spa, where it, I think it was the first race he was demoted back to AlphaTauri last year, uh, and also where Antoine Hubert died, uh, yeah, his tough. friend, and then eventually covering his win at Monza, which. Mm. One of my favorite races of that season, um, yeah, amazing. It was such a great moment to see yeah. him winning a race after the crap that i went through in the year prior. Incredible, but to be fair, I wasn't a fan of him when he went to Red Bull. Uh, but seeing him come, f- come through all this and actually performing an Alpha Tour, now, now I'm a fan, yeah, same. Uh, and I feel like he comes across better this season than he did last season. Oh, yeah. to survive. Mm-hmm. I don't think they portrayed him pretty well last year,
1: that's true. Um, what did you think to the fashion show with Kiviat?
0: <laughs> yeah, the don't mention a in this series as well. It's basically it's where he's putting on t shirts. T shirts, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're nice clothes. Have you ever been on the Alpha website? Oh, I haven't, no. My God, it's expensive.
1: Is it? It's premium stuff.
0: It's like 800 quid for a raincoat. What's I went on and they've range? got like a couple of cheap things at like twenty quid, and you quite on out like, the jackets and they're like a grand. Like, Jesus Christ! Wow. no chance.
1: I thought it was all just like a front to just have a, like another brand for Red Bull team, but sounds like they're trying to make an actual business out of it. Not for I me.
0: Fi- no, I find it a pretty weird company because yeah, it's not like they've got stores per se. They're not. They've not got a big online presence. They're mm. basically they've got their own website and that's. That's it. Um, yeah. So it seems a weird thing to rebrand a team. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying it's tax fraud. I mean, they've got nice <laughs> cars. I am. No. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> uh, but it is a bit of a strange one. Uh, but it means that they've got a really nice library now. Yeah. Uh, and some really nice cars, but we'll talk about that later. Yep. Uh, in this else?
1: episode, yeah, in this episode, Gaz is in a car with someone. And reads out an article where it's like, uh, Christian Horner says Gasly won't be driving for us next year. And Gasly says something. How they treat treat us like this is a joke. And then he wins a race. And I thought it was actually pretty brave for him to say that. You know, he's still batting for that team.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: But he's, he was sort of giving it some, some back. But um, I found this very emotional. And I, even though I knew the result, the way it was built up and the, the split between... The, con- the contrasting fortunes between Albon and Gasly was played out very well. Really yeah. well put together because you had, in that particular race, not only this amazing moment for Pierre Gasly, you had this terrible lowest of the low moment for Alex and uh, Albon as well. And mm. they're both sort of fighting for the positions and they're both, Albon's suffering what Gasly did last year. So he- And so it was really well put together and I, o- I almost cried at the end of this episode. I, oh, to- I was like, yeah. so emotional.
0: Yeah, I'm a... I'm, uh... I'm a bit of a weller-upper at sports, so when yeah. Agile was to race live, I was like, yes, go on Pierre. Yeah, um, uh, yeah they, they cover it brilliantly. Um, and the, yeah, as they I say, they, really, they showed more of a human side to Pierre than they did last year. I mm. thought to show them quite cold last year. Even when they were talking about Antoine, it felt like the yep. way they portrayed it was quite cold, whereas this year, you got to see a bit more of Pierre. But
1: I think he was just down in the dumps last year as well
0: oh yeah he was that must have been a horrendous month basically yeah, all th- that he went through mm. um, but as you mentioned Albon just takes another kicking yep um, I think
1: he had floor damage at the start of the race and, but whether or not that's taken into account you don't know
0: mm-hmm. mm. next episode is the return of the star of the first series is Gunter Efford Steiner he is uh, a <laughs> He spends half the uh, to the episode on the phone to Gene Haas just, for fuck's sake, I don't know why he's Irish, but basically swearing <laughs> and shouting down the phone, and every time the phone rings you, he just goes, ah, fuck, hi, Gene, yeah. <laughs> which uh, Brilliant. He showed you Brilliant. the pressure he was under just to keep that team moving.
1: What does Gene Haas think when he has a conversation with Gunther Steiner?
0: I don't know he employed him, and he continues to employ him, so he must <laughs> he must accept it. He's um, like,
1: I'm wheeling and dealing here, Gene. Gun- uh, that was my favourite line.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm wheeling and dealing. Oh, and there's a whole thing
1: about umbrellas, which I did laugh a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. everyone's walking about in a really nice umbrella to stop the sun. <laughs> yeah. Gun- I, Gun- I, I, it was like, the way chat. that was edited,
1: so he's like, no, it would hurt my ego. Oh, I need an umbrella. And it cuts to shot of Otmar. who has not only an umbrella, an assistant holding the umbrella. (laughs) Yeah. That was the best editing of the I can understand
0: it for the drivers, because they've got they keep their arms ready, but, Otmar. you're sat in your arse for two (laughs) hours looking (laughs) at a screen. Carry (laughs) your own (laughs) umbrella.
1: That was comedy gold. Uh, I loved that. But it was a subdued Gunther Steiner, I thought, this year. It was. Um, Because I was like, oh, here we are, I'm
0: settled in for the Gunther episode. (laughs) I mean, most of it was... Trying to save the team, trying to get some money. On. Yeah. Um, that was a fake meeting as well. You're telling me that it was real. Oh, yeah. Um, who, who would allow someone into an initial meeting about sponsorship like that? And just, yeah, let's just film this. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know what company it was. No, right. Really well, oh, it. it's a
1: German company. And then there's a split second cut of a livery on the screen. Mm. And it's the. um. The company that's sponsoring them this year, which is the Russian company, right? I can't remember. Euro-cal, yeah. Euro-cal. So then yeah. I was like, is this like the German office of the Russian company? Or is it
0: just. I think it's made up. Made up. To be honest. Or if it is, it's not something that either happened or they're not the main sponsor. Because I'm sure that yeah. Rush, Russian money came later yeah, than, I than so, when yeah. this is set. So mm. yeah, another bit of creative editing. But yeah, I think so. The, the gist does that. He needs money. He's trying to get sponsorship. And he needs a German driver to get the sponsorship. Yeah. Uh, and enter Mick Schumacher. Because mm. uh, Gene Haas says, I'm not putting money into this. Do your own thing. Yep. Um. This. The, did they cover Alpha Romeo in this episode? Kind of. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, I think this was the episode. And I think I put down here, it wasn't a classic episode. I think when the Alpha Romeo started, stuff started happening, I thought it was pretty boring. Yeah. You have Giovinazzi yeah. doing a... They have a bloody, was it a FaceTime call? Hmm. On, what oh, there's something weird and annoying about the device they used. <laughs> what was it? It was like three of them in the room doing a vertical video, so he couldn't like see where they were or something yeah. stupid like this. And was I was either, like, why are they? It was
0: they... either on a laptop. It was on a laptop, but from a phone or something weird. Yeah, but it's like they had a phone like, Primed up to record it or something. Just something stupid. They were looking at a laptop, that's right. But it was set to vertical. Yeah.
1: Not landscape. And I was like, what the heck?
0: But yeah, that That was the highlight of that part of the episode. Oh, yeah. As you say, not interested in Giovanazzi. The only other highlight was Kimi Raikkonen's brief cameo. Oh, was that the episode? Yeah. Yeah. You you don't like interviews, do you? No. End of Kimi Raikkonen. (laughs) And also, he's taking pictures on a laptop, and the guy goes, "Uh, you can smell if you want. Three, two, one, nothing." <laughs> okay, you can go there. That'll do. Um, Brilliant. But uh, yeah, I just I suppose showing Alfa Romeo fine, but there's nothing real like interesting a, going a,
1: on with them. An obligation rather than an actual plot line.
0: Yeah, uh, there was nothing real there. Uh, they get Mike Schumacher, and they get Nikita Mazepin. Uh, that's pretty much it. Him and his it's... dad look
1: like a bunch of gangsters. There's <clears> like a <throat> shot of them stood next to each other, the two mazapins and you're like, "Jeez."
0: Yeah, not not going to ask where uh, Dmitry got his money from, but um, he's a Russian billionaire.
1: I didn't say anything. I didn't hear anything.
0: Absolutely not. <laughs> I think it's a chemicals company that mm, he was that part of or something, but, you know, mm. Russian money's a bit... I wouldn't believe the accounts that you read, uh, to be honest. But he's so he's buying into the team. Uh,
1: I hope it works out well fast. Oh well, we'll talk about. Yeah, in a
0: bit, keep but hopefully keeps them. I'm going. glad they've got some funding. Yeah, it's good to see Mick Schumacher getting a drive. Or mm. he doesn't really say much himself, to be honest. Nope, I don't really speak to him. But he's uh, he's already
1: in the episodes and interviewed before he's even an F1 driver, which is maybe a first.
0: Probably. yeah.
1: Hmm. So oh, it shows how big remember. he is for the sport.
0: Mm, yeah. Um. And then, obviously, you see Grosjean and Magnussen getting sacked. Um,
1: which wasn't very dramatic, really. I mean, last year we had Gunter... Uh, Magnussen smashing a door or something like this. <laughs> yeah. Gunter said, he fucked smashed my door, which I thought was the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> uh, But that's... Not, not Yeah. It was all just amicable, you know, in the end. I think they... It was surprising to me though they did touch on it that both of them were bushed out. I did think they would keep one, and it sounded like they were going to keep one until quite late in the day.
0: Mm, yeah, I think money spoke, and then yeah. Well, getting Masbin the car gave them a huge amount of money, and then yeah, I don't, I don't think Max Schumacher was really a big money driver. Then no, but it's in the exposure but, and the so, opportunity exactly, for sponsors, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a future relationship there that. They can build on in the next year or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, on to episode, the worst episode.
1: Episode eight. Second no worst episode.
0: No regrets for you. Any I regretted watching it.
1: No. Uh, <laughs> nah, just it was just it was back to Red Bull Ring again. Yep. And it was trying to focus on the McLaren bromance, which is a fun thing to to follow. They had a great little montage at the start of all the funny videos and stuff they've been up to. There's a great scene where he kicks the chair out from underneath <laughs> Norris. Very good, very clever. But then it's trying to play it up as like a Ooh, extra intense rivalry when we all know that, yes, they're rivals, but it's quite amicable.
0: Yeah, I and mean, then even that, that instant with the chair, they were, they were bigging it up as in, oh, this is all kicking off. Mm. Even while, even Robuxon is, oh, going to kick off here. And it never did in the season. No, it, that, was no. that was never a story. There was never really a rivalry there. There was Carlos. They had a fight in Austria on track, which Wando mm-hmm. won. Yep. There was... Some team orders. Some team orders. But there yep. wasn't There wasn't a big fallout. There wasn't a big fight. Yeah. This full episode seems...
1: Didn't even make contact on the track.
0: No, this full thing seems like a pointless episode. That they've just wanted yeah. to... It's like they've wanted to continue the McLaren story, but it didn't and really need it.
1: Third time the crash at Monza shown. <laughs> Second time Vettel's brake failure shown. Didn't need that. Uh, but Zach Brown comes across as a cool dude. <laughs> he does. He comes across as a big boisterous American. Yeah, and like passionate though, and you know little quips throughout the episode where he's like, "Oh bloody hell!" Or, <laughs> "Yeah, man!" You know he loves it, doesn't he? He loves it. Yeah. It's great to see... It. Oh, I said like, it's great to see, which people say it too many times, but it's one of my bugbears in life. Um, <laughs> it's satisfying that they are so happy with their results as a team after going through a very dark time. And you can sort of see that within Zach. He, he imbues, imbues this sort of posit- positive energy of resurgence for the company.
0: Absolutely. I mean, McLaren went very... Likable for a few years. I yeah, find. no, they weren't um, Alonso periods and engine yeah.
1: dramas and all that.
0: I mean, they weren't performing well, but they weren't they weren't were really playing I mean, the PR game well at all. Yeah, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be wearing the McLaren hat I'm wearing right now if it, if it was like five years ago. I I
1: am uh, a I am a fan of McLaren these days. Absolutely, which I wouldn't have been a few times ago. I, I do think Carlos Sainz is a big factor of that in combination with Norris as well. Like the drivers have brought have helped bring that, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean Sainz has been a star for two years. He's Mm. he's really without him, they'd been languishing this season even probably fourth, maybe fifth. Mm -hmm. Um, his performances and it shows you the struggle he had at the start of the year. He still came back and beat Norris and had an amazing end to the year. Uh, almost won in Monza, which I think the yeah. show in this episode.
1: Probably yes, must have been because we had the clear crash. So, um, but didn't didn't play the clip though. I swear they didn't play the clip where he's like, "Oh, I wanted to win though." You know, like uh, at the radio clip where he's like, "Oh yeah," they didn't really. They could have mentioned that again, but they didn't.
0: Yeah, it just it just felt like they wanted to feature McLaren again, but it didn't really mm. want it. Um, oh well. So,
1: yeah. on to the next.
0: Yep, episode nine was...
1: The Grosjean episode.
0: It was, yeah. How could I forget? Probably this called was Fire a... and Fury. What's it called? This is... Oh, I can't remember. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Burning Man or something. Oh, yeah, it is, I yeah. I, I... Right, I can't yeah. remember. Mm. Uh, but there was... I think this was about 55 minutes, this episode. It was like a proper in-depth episode. It was. And, yeah. It was probably... Overall, probably the best done is in the show what happened on track. They showed the fallout, the built up the drama, and then showed that had a good interview with like uh, Grosjean's wife yep. and things like that. Excellent. They really kind of brought like the human bit to that whole thing. Um, and what I really liked about it was when they, they showed the crash, it took them a few minutes to show Grosjean getting out of the car. Which I know people have complained about because it's yeah, dragged it out. But, but when you're watching on TV, you didn't know Grosjean was out the car for a good few minutes. Like, you just saw the car mm. explode and then nothing else. And nobody knew anything. And it, yeah, I thought they kind of mimicked that. And uh, not knowing what was happening pretty well.
1: I did actually cry on this episode, watching this episode. And I'm not afraid to admit. Even though <laughs> I knew it was all right. The way they built it up, oh yeah, yeah. it's over dramatic and Hollywood style. But it made me t- took me back to the the moments of when it was when I was watching it for the first time, and oh oh, I got really upset. I got really upset. So any any program or film that evo- you know provokes an emotion is doing something right,
0: in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I was I was a nervous wreck after <laughs> that happened, because you didn't know yeah. for a few minutes. You've seen a massive explosion. You're like, well, he's dead. Yep. Um, and yeah they really picked up that well I'd, uh, but I suppose it's not happened yet so it would need to be next season they'll show, I'd like to see them show Grosjean getting into the Mercedes or whatever they do that if that Test. happens yep. if it happens, I'd like to see, that would be next season obviously now but I'd mm. like to see that Um, I didn't really like the editing in terms of showing all the drivers out of the car watching it back and having shown them it all right, I didn't notice anything on that. Well, they showed, you know, the drivers were at the car in the pit lane and they were showing their replays over and over again. Mm. The way the way they kind of cut it is it looked like they were watching it in real time and it was a bit...
1: Oh, okay, right. That just
0: that bugged me a little bit, but um, I think they've done it really well. And Grosjean has not been the most likeable in these series, i found, but they actually came across really well at the end. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fan now. And, yeah, I think he turned... Uh, the Motorsport World's opinion about him. Mm. Round through yeah. this crash and the way he handled it.
1: Yeah. Uh, very brave. Very emotional when his wife was there and they were talking. That was a great addition. Uh, there is a weird bit right at the start of the episode where he's, li- he's, li- he's driving a car and he's listening to a podcast about himself. I was like, come on. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, but otherwise, fine. There's a shot of a med- of the medical car driving to the crash scene I've never seen before, which... They are coming in hot, and if they get the wrong angle, they're, they're piling in. You don't, <laughs> don't realise how quick the medical cars are going hmm. You know, for, for a road car when you're watching it in the context of Formula 1, because the Formula 1 cars are going crazy quick. Yeah, uh, you think they're driving off at 30 yeah. million and When you see the road car tyres and suspension, even though it's an AMG Merc, it's like, oh, that's an odd angle. They're braking and turning. They're on the dodgy surface. I was like, wow, fair play. They're pushing it.
0: Yeah. I, d- I never realised because I don't think I've seen it in slow-mo at the time, Um, it's when the fire marshal comes across the track Yeah. and gives him a quick blast about a second before he actually breaches. Because yep. the fire, he was fully enveloped in the fire. Yeah. But Which I didn't notice until um, I seen that slow-mo shot that yep. that guy probably really did save him getting Oh,
1: out. I think so, yeah. Because it... Cause it um. It enabled also the, the uh, was it the driver or the med- medical support person of the to sort of stabilize him as well, going over the...
0: Uh, Dr. Roberts, I yeah. think it was.
1: Yeah, we should know that, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, because of that little blast, he could then sort of grab hold of him a bit as well, which helped. Mm. So, amazing episode, terrible events, but well portrayed, and I was in floods of tears. And I think that's the important thing about this show, Uh, again, to reiterate what we've said already, it's uh, is it for the it can be for the purist, you've got to go with it and if you do, it's incredibly effective
0: yeah it ended on a happy note though, this episode because this, I think, was the one where Perez won
1: oh, this might have been the Perez episode, yes, there's one of them where Perez won which is really good as well
0: yeah, I'm sure it was
1: back to back with this because
0: they went from the Grosjean crash to Stroll getting flipped over to then it was Perez, Perez winning, winning, and a call from Christian Horner to Sergio to tell him that you've got the drive for next year,
1: which wasn't staged at all.
0: I'm wondering when that was recorded. That interview, <laughs> I don't know, and
1: something about it was a bit,
0: it was a bit funky. But well, because I'm assuming that interview was done in Abu Dhabi. Mm. Must But be. was it pre the last race or post the last race? Interesting.
1: Yeah, so it might have actually been ahead of. The reveal. Do you know, interesting, I listened to uh, Beyond the Grid, the official Formula 1 podcast, and the recent episode, not to... uh, This week's episode, but the first one of the new season was an interview with Sergio Perez. Tom Clarkson Mm. asked him, so when did you find out about the deal? And he completely avoids it and talks about something else. And I Uh think there's something in that. The The, the timing of the announcement and the deal and when they told Albon stuff. I'm wondering if it was earlier than we thought.
0: Yeah, Um. I want to know when that Hot Cushion Horner interview was yeah, done. Yeah. Um, it is, it's obviously either right after Bahrain or it's, uh, mm. it might even be June Bahrain.
1: Yeah,
0: I think honest. he was signed before he won the race. You think he was signed pre-secure?
1: Yeah, I do. Hmm? Don't know why, just because he won't answer the question. Yeah. And that's clearly been PR managed to yeah. say, you're not you're not going to answer this question. That'll Therefore, there's something to hide
0: yeah, I mean that would be pretty poor from an Alex Albon perspective going out in those last two races, thinking you've still got a shot. And even then, Horner was backing him up during those two weekends. Still. Yep. If it turns out that was all, that was all just PR. Lag I'm not surprised. And they'd already surprised. signed other guy. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. Um. But at least that was a happy end and and almost sad. And that true. probably could have been the end of the series, to be honest.
1: Would have been a fitting ending: the, the Grosjean disaster and the Perez win. But as we've already mentioned, we got—I don't know—something about a tattoo that never even happened.
0: Nope, we didn't see the tattoo that they kept talking about. Yeah, um,
1: well, I was thought, oh, well, we might actually see this. They're
0: I talking about it so much. Yeah, it, it never happened. And he's been sacked now, so we'll ne- <laughs> he'll, he'll never have to get it. <laughs> no. Um... I think who's, some, someone said this week they should bring hey, Cyril back for the first race to show off his tattoo and then properly kick him home. Uh, it's been bigged up so much, I've got to show it. Uh, so yeah, the final episode, they're focusing on the three-way battle between Renault, Racing Point, and McLaren for third. Uh, McLaren get yep. third. Mm-hmm. It's not really much happened. Yep. But engine blows up. Oh, and has a whinge about his tyres. Yeah, but
1: the weird thing about that Bahrain footage is we'd already seen that in a previous episode as well. So yeah. it was like, oh, this is even more unessential.
0: Yeah, and then, so yeah, there's nothing new to say that. That was probably the worst race of the season, Abu Dhabi.
1: Yeah, there's an important thing at the end where Hamilton's talking about race. That's important to be yeah. in there, and good that it was in there, but the rest of the episode, meh. And, it, and it, I thought it was weird how it didn't end with any, like, funny bits or quips like no. the previous season did, which was where the funny Kimi Raikkonen bit came from last time, about his hobby, and that was weird to me. It ended on a point important point, but post credits, it could have been some funny like outtakes or something.
0: Yeah, it was. It was just a really strange put together episode because the Hamilton bit just felt like it was tacked on. Yeah, and it went, did, didn't Oh, it? we better cover this. Oh, like, on a minute, then... We've forgotten we forgotten the world champion. We've never, we've never really spoke to them. Uh, yeah. So they, they covered them, um, as you say, coming through Carton and deal with the races of me dealt with, and then, it showed them wearing the Brianna Taylor shirt on the podium. Miguel, I think it was. Mm, um, I'm not sure. Can't remember the race, but it basically showed them that and talking about and uh, to end racism, and it just ended there. Yeah. Which, again, a bit, it felt like feel like you could do the bits they wanted to do better than our episodes. Like yeah. when they were doing the film series episode, they could have done that part. The Battle for Third, they could have wrapped up previously and they could have covered the other big stories that were there. So yeah. I really enjoyed the series. I just feel <laughs> like there was, there was stuff there that should yeah. have been picked up.
1: It could have been even better. Absolutely. So, we've just spent an hour criticising it. But no, earlier, no. you said it was the best season ever.
0: I've really enjoyed it. Uh, I have really I watched, enjoyed it as well. Yeah, all these I good watched,
1: systems are just of uh, F1 nerds, right?
0: Absolutely. I mean, I watched all nine episodes in one night yeah, and then finished up good. the a 10th the next day. Oh, nine in um, a night? Yeah, it was a long night. <laughs> <laughs> I had a few siders as well as watching it. A bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was I might have heightened things for you. Absolutely, I did, I really enjoyed it I just, I, f- I was expecting them to cover the George Russell story because it was such a big yeah, thing in the series I agree um, and was other bits, I thought they could have done better in the last, the last episode did feel like a bit of a letdown but um, overall, all. no overall, really good,
1: overall good I enjoyed Jenny Gow being part of it as well mm,
0: I yeah, enjoyed I think- they
1: seemed to mix up um you know some of the footage from different interviewers. Yeah. So they had Ziggo Sport, who's the Dutch one, who's always very controversial and funny. You know they showed clips <laughs> of him asking tough questions to Vettel. I think uh, there was a bit of the Channel Four guy. You know it wasn't just the Sky F1 team. They 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 mixed it up, and I thought that was good attention to detail in that point of view. And it was really enjoyable. And one small point: sometimes in the music there was a small ping, which sounded like an iPhone notification, and I was thinking. <laughs> What's this? Oh, it's just the music of of the show. But that yeah, that was it. Just I enjoyed it, but there was stuff missing, like you say. So we yeah. just spent over an hour talking about that. Um, so you can either listen to this podcast or go watch three episodes, two episodes.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I'd mean, uh, skip a couple of them. I'd probably skip episode eight and ten, but yeah, the rest of them you could power through probably in a quick note. No, mind. I recommend it. Yeah. Um bit I think if you're gonna watch if you're gonna to commit to it, watch all three series because then you do get uh, some context. Yeah, to some of the decisions. Um But yeah, I am glad to hear it comes back for a fourth series. Mm, that's good um, news.
1: I'm glad to hear it's popular as well.
0: Absolutely. And because next season looks like it might be quite an interesting one.
1: Well, I'm hoping there's less uh COVID restrictions, so they can have more crew there filming more episodes, maybe more venues. And who knows what will happen this year? Yes, you were trying to do a nice segue there, and I didn't realize and started talking about the show again, Mm. weren't you? No, no, no. This season. I mean,
0: (laughs) 23 races this season. That's going to hell vote. Hell vote of filming for Netflix, considering they struggled with 17 last year or 18 or however many it was. So I think they're going to have to pick and choose again.
1: Yeah, that's probably a good point.
0: Um but yeah, twenty three races to start. Wow. Today in Bahrain. Mm. Friday practice. Um Bahrain which hosted the testing two weeks ago, three weeks ago maybe. A few weeks ago. Yep. Yeah. Um a testing which looked like Mercedes are on the back foot for the first time in a couple of years. Huh. Possibly. Um huh. also looked like that Red Bull have taken a step forward. It looks mm. like McLaren may have um kept her position towards the front front end. Uh and it looks like they've the have really grid is pretty much as it was. But big but these how representative are all the times that they've shown. Mm. Because I think the quickest time is about one thirty. Um And the quickest time in qualifying last year was at 27 2. So there's, they're also still holding back a lot. They're still getting a car. What was the difference alone. then? About three seconds. Yeah, that, so, that
1: speaks a lot. There's also, you've got to remember, they could put high fuel loads in there and you don't know. Yep. And they could also, uh, there's a million different compounds of tyres, right? I don't know what tyres yeah. they specifically had to test, but there's like C1, T2, C3. So it's all about the fuel load, with the track temperature and the conditions, and the tyre compound. And Mercedes has a proven track record of sandbagging.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: So, come on now. What do you I, What do you think? What do you think? What's the actual form order in your opinion?
0: Form order. I'm well, fine. just like
1: who's actually going to be at the top?
0: I think Red Bull actually do have a good chance of being in front Ooh. of Mercedes Ooh. on the first Ooh. race in qualifying um they finished the finish season so strong and seemed to have found something. Um there's also the ten percent down force loss. Yep. Which seems to affect the cars that have a low rate worse than mm-hmm. cars that have a high rate with Red Bull. Yep. So I think I think it'll be close between the two. I think Red Bull might edge it, but it, as you say, who knows what we say we're actually doing. Um I think McLaren have made a a cracking job of getting a Mercedes engine in there. Yeah, fair play. No issues. And seemingly either. keeping their pace and having very little reliability issues.
1: Maybe Daniel Ricciardo was correct in the end.
0: Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh. And apart from that, this, this pretty much order from last year. Although Ferrari were well off it. Hmm. Which again, are had, hmm. had they just given up on this year, or are they finding their way within the new car? Because it's a new engine, there's a lot of new bits on that car.
1: The common logic seems to be that they think they're quicker, but they're not quick
0: enough.
1: Ah, mm. oh. you know, I'm not a betting person, but I still think Mercedes is going to be dominant.
2: Mm. I hope
1: not. I hope there's a close fight. Even after the first round, you don't gonna you're not going to get the clear form. I think as well, because. There's, a for whatever reason, a historical precedence that the first round is always a bit funky with form. Now, it might show the dominant car, but it doesn't necessarily show the pattern for the rest of the grid for the rest of the year. You know, we think about Alonso and McLaren and Alonso when they got the red Renault engine for the first time and the famous now-we-can-fight quote when he finished fourth, was it, mm-hmm. in Australia. For the rest of the season, they were sort of towards the back of the top ten there's yep. 2009 when so it was clear that Braun were dominant was dominant but the rest of the grid uh, wasn't necessarily representative of the form for the rest of the year so what I'm trying to say is we don't really know from testing and we probably won't know till two or three races in if there's a genuine fight on but I've got yeah. a feeling that Mercedes Mercedes will do it will pull it out of the bag still and I'm not buying into the Red Bull hype and I'm happy to be wrong on that because if I'm wrong, it means we're in for a good year.
0: Yeah, I mean, and also as to your point, there's a big gap between race one and race two, so yes, if, there is. There's a three-week gap between mm. Bahrain and Imola. so if there is an issue, Mercedes will be over that. Um, my my worry seems about McLaren is that they've got team. I've got the jump now. Yeah. But the talk seems to be that everyone's going to copy their rear diffuser design, which seems to be mm. where they've kept their speed, as if they've found a way around the regs and the design of that. Yep. Um, which they, believe they think everyone else will copy by brain or at least a uh, And they'll be much tighter in the midfield. They'll
1: only copy it if it's any good. And again, it's hard to judge in testing, right? So it's definitely yeah. different. Again, I'm only sceptical because I've fallen into this hype every year for the past 10 years <laughs> Yeah, you know oh we've got a different design therefore it must be good testing time seems too good but you don't know what the other teams are doing um, and I'm only really sceptical skept- because two years ago a lot of uh, experts were like this is Ferrari's year based on testing and it wasn't yeah no that's that's the only danger so again I hope Red Bull are good and I really hope McLaren are doing really well I do, in theory, if that installation of the engine and gearbox is good, that should be a step forward, plus you've got any error updates or whatever they've been working on or suspension updates, right? So, yeah, the logic says McLaren have made a genuine step forward, but I just, part of me thinks, oh, don't uh, don't it, underestimate it Ferrari be... and Aston Martin, basically, That's what I'm trying to think.
0: Yeah, of. Aston Martin did not have a brilliant test either. No.
1: Um... Interrupted with mechanical issues, and we all yeah. think Vettel's past it, right?
0: But what if
1: it's a mental t- thing? To you be know.
0: fair, it, it does look like the past few years he has lacked motivation and confidence. Because um, when. As soon all as the Charles spins, arrived. Yeah, I mean, all the spins that have been well documented. There was yep. a season, I'm sure, he was about 50 points ahead of Hamilton. Yep. Going into summer break and still lost the title. Mm. He had to. The various clashes with Verstappen, mm-hmm. which most were his fault. Drove was, into Lewis. Drove into Lewis, uh, uh, Baku. Yeah. Yep. Behind the safety car. Uh-huh. Um. So there has also been a pile-up of mistakes. I think there's been confidence. I think there's been motivation. Yeah. I when mean, things haven't been going his way at Ferrari, but I think it's hard to call that back. Especially. Yeah. He's not. Is. He's just, if he went to Mercedes, or Red Bull. I'd feel more confident on i calling it back than going to a team that's fighting at the top end of the midfield but are going to have a lot of difficult races. Mm. So it's, not, it's not like he's guaranteed performance every week because as we spoke about last time, that racing point was quite inconsistent despite the thought it was going to be the third best car in the grid.
1: I think they sometimes underperform with that car, last year. I think I've said that before. And this year is less of a Mercedes copyright, is my understanding.
0: So it's more independent, design
1: So therefore, the theory, logic goes, right, it should be further down the grid. But I still think if you've got elements that are similar to that Merck from last year or the year before, that's not going to be slow. And I'm no. wondering in testing if there were some bagging like Mercedes. Maybe they learned the tricks of how to do that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then maybe they are like third or fourth quickest and... I just think Vettel didn't have enough time running the car. I think he had some mechanical issues. I just, uh, just part of me thinks uh, Ferrari could pull something out of the bag. Not saying championship victories, but I just think they're them and Aston are right up there with McLaren. And that would be great if that's true, because that's going to be... Basically, I don't care about the top four cars. We'll just watch the rest.
0: Yeah, that's uh, probably the feedbacks Biggest sports car manufacturers on the planet find out. Yeah, every week.
1: Interesting.
0: I mean, I I, I was surprised to see Ferrari so far back in testing. Yeah. It was also had an issue. I mean, that's A s- suspiciously gone, far back. They can't have gone backwards from last year. I mean, if they have <laughs> sacked the entire team and start again,
1: yeah, not to us off if that happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they, they can't have been backwards. So, and I was surprised to see Williams so far off as well. I mean, I. I've, they must have made up ground. They must have done something to make up interesting,
1: ground. I've got an interesting theory about Williams. And I know this takes away from Williams last year. So last year, the Williams car was a lot quicker than the one before, right? Yep. But also, the Ferrari engine, which is in Haas and Alfa Romeo, was significantly slower. Yep. That, for me, enabled the Q2 performances. Hmm. If the, if the Ferrari engine is as improved in testing as people say it is, or think it is, in particular in the Haas and the Alfa, then Williams have to make an extra, extra big step forward this year and maybe they're saving things for 2022. Mm. They seem to be, you know, they've got the new owners in place. They've got Jos Capito at the head. He is a winner. He's just hired um, his fellow ex-Volkswagen WRC and Pikes Peak and Rallycross expert uh, FX. Hang on a minute. Are you ready? De Maison? Anyway, he's known as FX, but he's Francois Xavier. He was also Petter Solberg's engineer when he won the world title for Subaru, and he's got a long rally heritage. Not sure what his expertise in Formula 1, but he's really, really good. My opinion is, it's far too late to change this year's car. He'll be working on the next one, right? Hmm. Or the procedures for next year. So, I do do worry about Williams, if the Ferrari engine is set forward, because I think probably Alphas jumped them.
0: Yeah, and Haas are a bit of an unknown. They've I, I probably said for the second year in a row we're not going to do up this car
1: so there's, they've not used any, they've done some updates to fit the rules but it is on last year's car and they've not used any homologation jokers where every other team has and mm-hmm. then like you say they've not, they're not going to do updates so that doesn't bode well I don't think but no, they might get a uh, boost at the start of the year if they can, if the Ferrari engine is actually a step forward. The thing with the full Ferrari engine thing is everyone else is also making step forwards. Yeah. And I just yeah, don't see co- them getting back to the way they were when they were not cheating or cheating, whatever it might be.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's as going back to a review episode the last time, is 2022 is the focus for everyone who's Oh, yeah, we previewed Mercedes 2022 already. Uh, yeah, yeah. We don't need to do that again next year. No, no. But that—that that is the focus for the guys who are limited budget. I mean, the cat. Mm. There is no point in blowing hundred million on this season. Which is very sensible when, of Hass
1: in the grand scheme of things.
0: Absolutely, and to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if Williams were taking that tact. I just thought that yeah. they would have taken a bigger step, and I hope that they mm. do. I also, hope that they can fight.
1: Yeah, it would be nice. It would be nice. It would be nice to score some points. Um, and remember, I think we covered it before, but there is. Extra development tokens or allowances for those who finish further down this year, and so they could use it in their... F- I'm not saying they're deliberately doing it for this year, but that might be what Hass is
0: doing, right?
2: Hmm.
0: <laughs> Nikita and my husband just bent it in the wall every week. Oh no, we're all fast. He had a he had a lively testing. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. He uh, was getting fighting. close to some people. Yeah, uh, I don't know if he realised it was testing or not, but um, did you see his defenders? In the, the, Actual Bahrain GP two or oh yeah two. yeah yeah that was that was he's, a uh, he's certainly an aggressive driver which should be exciting yeah he's a good replacement for Magnussen so <laughs> <laughs> they've clearly found the type that they want um, have you seen ma- gone sorry no there you go.
1: have you seen the new
0: uh, Saudi Arabia track yes the one with the most corners ever apparently. Oh, is it most really? corners on a current F1 track. Oh, right. That's what they're claiming. Although 90% of the extra corners I've added are full for all, fast right and left handers. Mm. There are a few good sections on it, though. Pretty yeah. nice. Uh, there's also going to be a lot of slipstreaming. Uh, whether you can actually overtake is we'll another out. question. But it's very tight and it's very fast.
1: Could. If there's no overtaking, it could at least still provide some drama. Hmm. Uh, but I did see someone, it might have been Will Books on Twitter, say, Blimey, it looks like a street version of Suzuka. And I thought, No, no, it doesn't.
0: <laughs> no, definitely not. I mean, it's it's got the fast left right sweeping corners, but it's, yeah, it's not. Don't compare it's it. Not, to it's, it's one not of the all time greats. It's, no. I mean,. I think I've said my opinions. I'm going to Saudi Arabia already. Yep. Um, but as a track clip, I think it looks fine. It could be exciting. It could. It looks better than Vietnam. I'll say that. Yes, Which I think I would agree with that. We've lost Vietnam, even though we've never went there. Yeah. We've lost it. <laughs> and code uh, masters. They have to done it <laughs> I know. As I was wondering, uh, the release of the onboard simulation, of it. I was wondering if that was taken from... Yeah, I don't April think it was, you know. I don't think it was. I was. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I couldn't tell. It looked like they'd so they paid m-
1: some other agency or company to make this whole thing from scratch, which seemed a bit of a waste. But yeah. I guess Cody's might be in crunch time. Mm. Or they might Suppose not have made that they'll... track yet. You, you don't know the process, do you?
0: Yeah, the layout was only released, I think, two weeks mm. ago. So there's every chance. I'm assuming they might got a heads up. But, um, who knows? <laughs> You'd up, so. Yeah.
1: Which do you think is the best livery?
0: I was about to ask you that. Um Yeah, sorry. I'm... <laughs> sorry, you're supposed to be asking the questions um I uh, I like the I like the Alpha Romeo library actually. That's good. The more I look at it, the more Did I like it. Did you see it. that launch? Uh I seen I seen a video of a lot of people dancing and then I gave up.
1: <laughs> well that went on for about three weeks.
0: Oh god. <laughs> uh, and I really like the Alpha Terry because it's navy blue and white, which is my typical mm-hmm. course. I think uh, I s- pre- prefer pretty much was, like my bar GP car in F1 Which one, sorry? My bar GP ah. car that I made in my team. It's pretty much... I've is just it? copied that. <laughs> yeah, You were so. the inspiration. Absolutely. So those are probably my two, two that I like. I like itself.
1: the Aston Martin.
2: Mm.
1: Now, I'm going to clarify that and say... Oh, two things. That noise you made means you don't, which is fine. And... Second, <laughs> It didn't look as good on track in those lighting conditions as it does. There's an amazing video on the Car Faction YouTube YouTube channel, which is a good car review uh, YouTube channel with Henry Catchpole, and it's in a studio and well lit, and they do this amazing videography, and they've got a Valkyrie next to it, and I was like, "That looks amazing." On the track, it's a bit of a weird shape of green, shade of green. Yeah, uh, the Ferrari has an even weirder shade of green on it. Yeah, that's just bizarre.
0: Why would the book put- A big spot of green on there. Well, it's to raise awareness to
1: tobacco. Which is (laughs) even weirder.
0: Yeah, very good. Very apt for 2021. Yeah. Uh, Then there's... The Aston Martin weather, I mean, some of the concept shots, and then even in Drive to Survive, the show... And when I saw those ones, I went... If it looked like that, that would be amazing. But the picture I look at and see on track, it doesn't look the like that. The funny
1: thing is, yeah, they go, they have this scene up there where they have the chief Aston Martin designer showing Lawrence. Look at these designs. And Lawrence like, yeah, good, good, good. And then it's completely different to that. So I was thinking maybe he thought it was terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was just being nice on camera. Plus it's got a big JCB logo plastered on it.
1: A lot of it is the sponsors, right? The pink is from BWT, the JCB logo.
0: It's a JCB will go on an Aston Martin it's weird surely they could have just went JCB we don't want your 2 million quid <laughs> it just looks stupid we'll just not have it we'll go to a tobacco it's...
1: company like McLaren instead
0: yeah which I get <laughs> adverts just...
1: on YouTube for them all the time I don't know if you do the Velo yeah. oh I mentioned the name I don't want to give them the advertising <laughs> It's it's all over the McLaren and it's tobacco you like suck on like a mint or something
2: alright yeah
1: you're allowed to advertise that for that, apparently. Um, Alpine. I like the Alpine.
0: Mm, yeah, I mean, I, to I go back. And, no, no, I, I go back and forward. But every time I see it, sometimes I see it and go, "Yeah, that's great," and then other times I go, mm, "It's a bit conky." Did but you watch that
1: reveal? It,
0: no, I didn't. They had a, uh, they had
1: internet issues.
0: Did they? It was. Like, I, <laughs> Oh, I did. I did watch the uh, meme compilation that did you watch was on that YouTube, and it showed the uh, yeah, yeah, it same. showed Datcha. It showed the woman, uh, yeah, Datcha forty-four. So good. It showed the woman uh, uh, Lee McKenzie So I assume that's what it was. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Everyone should watch the Datcha forty-four YouTube channel, and they've done a good meme preview of the year. Very good. I
0: did. I just I find the Alpine Alpine branding just a bit weird for Rhino to change to that. I know why they did it to well, that brand and then Cyril was put in charge of Alpine before he got sacked, so that's why it was done. But it does seem a bit strange to promote that. I just don't understand the economics. Menop. No.
1: They're selling one bespoke sports car to three people each year. And while as a car fan I love that and I would dearly love one. I don't I I don't see how the spending of the Formula One, you know, works for that. No, Especially no. because they're they're entering Le Mans as well. Mm. That's two massive budget things. I'm fairly sure Alonso's not cheap, and so and they've committed for a few years. So I'm, I'm I can only assume that. And unfortunately, the only way of making money these days is by making a hybrid SUV. That's probably going to be the next Alpine. Unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I mean, <coughs> this, the actual car brand. It's it's not like. It's not a well-known range. It's no, not, it's not like you ever see it. if you're looking at the like exotic hypercars and supercars, Alpine never comes mm. up. It's just unless they're going to pour a hell of a lot of money into that. Yeah, division be, be. And produce a wide range, as you say, similar like basically what Alfa Romeo have got is they've got their little car, they've got their big SUV, and that's pretty much it.
1: Yeah, I did. I have forgotten actually that they've they've tied up with Lotus. To do an electric sports car. All right. Still doesn't warrant the Formula 1 and the Mans investment, I don't think. But no. I wish them luck, and I'm glad it's there. I suppose maybe they're thinking, well, we've got Aston Martin and McLaren and Ferrari. It's a way of, if we beat them, it's a way of heightening the perception of the brand. But yeah. I, actually, maybe make, make more, more sense, makes more sense to me than Renault, because Renault are pulling out of sports cars, and they just do the, some of the most boring SUVs. So... Hmm maybe it's more sense anyway that that was a nice livery I thought and what livery don't I like Williams oh yeah Williams was like a is 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 a mighty mighty it is
0: terrible I mean who did who spent time on that that is absolutely awful
1: it's the sort of thing I would make in a livery editor in a game
0: yeah it's it's not I don't mind it though it's not a professional design it's Mm. I I hate it to be honest I, I think it's terrible um, they've, had, they've had nice libraries the last ten years using a lot of the white and everything. Yeah. I find they've been quite a clean looking car. Uh but yeah. Yeah, no, not a fan. Latin. Yeah. Not not a fan this year.
1: It's yeah, I preferred the white ones. And of course this is sponsor driven, but I really preferred the martini ones. <laughs> but they don't have that money anymore.
0: No. I mean I think they've got a couple more sponsors in the car this year than they've yeah. had in a while. So hopefully at least they're on the Fingers way up cross volumes, yep. They've definitely Mercedes, got Mercedes are going black again this year. Is there, is there a hint of silver? Yeah, the the top's silver. Mm. They have red hat as well. Yeah, where the Enios stuff is. Yeah. Nah. Enios have, have bought a chunk of That's the, the big thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's the big thing. And that's probably why it's Hamilton's last year for me. Oh.
0: Controversial. How about
1: this? I think... I can't remember if I said this last time, but I think Hamilton's last year. He wins the eighth title. He might come back in, in the future for Formula 1, but he won't be on the 2022 grid, next year's grid. And the lineup for Mercedes is Russell and Bottas.
0: Controversial. Yeah. I just, I find the whole Hamilton situation is bizarre. 'Cause it seems mm. like Mercedes it was Mercedes that was driving the one year contract, not Hamilton. Mm. It seemed to be they wanted only a year, which means that as you should probably say, they're probably looking at Russell and saying we can get the same result for twenty eight million pounds or less a
1: year. Yeah.
0: This <laughs> Mercedes
1: as a car company is going through all sorts of weird change at the minute, so that's but then that's in theory covered by the ENEAS buyout.
0: Hmm.
1: Interesting. Toto Wolf again. he's signed on for a year, but as we know from Drafts Five, he's an investor in the team as well. So,
0: yeah, he owned half, which mm. I think is down to a third with any Steel. deal. I think it's. He's just made a nice right, a third bit of money. Each. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So he could, he could theoretically sell that, and bring in a whole load more investment in the team if someone wanted to buy in and pour money in. Mm. Which. I just I do find it's that whole one-year situation strange. It is, yeah. It's, it's all, someone clearly doesn't really want Hamilton there much longer. Uh, whether that's him or not, but it seems to be driven by the team. I think
1: it's a bit of him. I just think you're going to have new rigs. You don't know if you're going to be competitive next year. Hmm.
2: You take could a take year a out.
1: year out, and then if if you get really bored with life, you can jump back in for any team you want, basically. I don't think yeah, anyone think. would say... Oh, we don't want this eight-time world champion.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Um,
1: do you want to do some a, predictions?
0: Absolutely. Who? Who do you think then in each team will come out and top?
1: Oh, now you're gonna to have to t- test my memory and remember who's in each team. S-
0: so, Alpha Demio, <laughs> Giovanazzi, and uh, Kimi Rai. Giovanazzi. Giovanazzi. oof. I'll go with. I, I think Kimi will come out and top. I don't. Fair enough. I'm not. I'm not are you writing these down? No, I'm not we're recording oh yeah true there's, we'll a, there's, a, there's, a, there's an audio log of this <laughs> is that <laughs> how podcasts work? <laughs> yeah uh, Aston Martin Vettel see I think Stroll
1: yeah I suppose Stroll Vettel has had been had brought it. on to train him up isn't he but I'm still saying yeah. it I've said it so that's it
0: Stroll got two podiums last year I think Stroll coming on top and talk there. Mm-hmm. McLaren I think Ricardo wins that battle.
1: I'm gonna say Norris just because why not?
0: <laughs> uh, Alpha Gasly. Gas Gasly. Sonoda looked good in practice, although he cheated with his DRS. <laughs> he cheated with the DRS. Yeah, uh, he had to open about four hundred meters early, um, but he looked good. But I still think Gasly. Yeah,
1: interested to see how Sonoda does this year. We didn't really touch him, but. Still think, Gasly. Also, what kind of weird order are we doing this in?
0: Oh, I was. Uh, it's on the F one page. <laughs> it's in a grid format, so I'm going across and down the grid at the same time. Keep it going. Yeah, uh, Alpine. Alonso, uh, who says he's the best driver on the grid today, has a metal uh, plate
1: in his jaw for the rest of the year. Yeah, that must it's... be weird. I'm. Mm. I'm going to say Alonso. Yeah.
0: Yeah, i go with Alonso as well. I, think I wasn't impressed with Ocon.
1: Ocon is a great driver. Hope he does well. I feel that when Alonso's in the team, he's like the gravitational force that the world revolves around.
0: <laughs> so Alonso. Uh, yeah, there, there is no way that Ocon's getting a say in that team anymore. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he needs to absolutely scalp Fernando Alonso the first half of the season, uh, and I don't think it will happen. I wasn't. He never really had to speed last year. Mm-hmm. so. Uh, Ferrari.
1: Oh, I want it to be science, but it'll be Leclerc.
0: It's probably the most interesting battle. It is. For me. You've got a good point. I think it'll be Leclerc as well, but Sainz. It's a big it's move good. for Sainz because you know Ferrari have got another eye on Mick Schumacher, so he needs to hit the ground running. Or that two-year deal with Sainz. Yeah, two-year three? deal. It's a risk. So it's such a risk. He could quite easily find himself nowhere. Um, so it's a big it's a big jump and I think he needs to perform, but I think Leclerc will beat him.
1: Mm. Same. But if he doesn't, Ferrari will be like, damn, we've signed him for five years? Six, four years?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm. So they can't embarrass him, fail like that. So everything will be in his favour, I think. But there you go.
0: Yep. Haas. Schumacher. I'm called Schumacher as well.
1: Mm.
0: It's a tricky one, that. It is a tricky
1: one. I said it and then thought...
0: Uh, it's Mazepin had moments. He does. Yeah. Good, good and bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's got speed. Schumacher, he's got yeah
1: the speed, as someone would say.
0: But Schumacher was pretty consistent in F2 last
1: year. Yeah. Is, that's going to be a hell of a battle. And I can't wait to watch it. It's just a shame that it might be for last but hopefully not. Like I say, in the first few races they might have a Ferrari boost.
0: It's going to be interesting because it's probably going to be a fight between them selling track. Hmm. Rather than with anyone else. Yep. Maybe with Alfa May and Williams. But it's basically probably going to be those two fighting each other. Yeah. Uh, Mercedes? Hamilton? I don't know about... It. Yeah, no. Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't think we have a version of to the Bottas as the show deal. They'll beat Hamon over 20 races. The next races.
1: generation of Bottas.
0: Every time I say 23 races, it just sounds mad.
1: In such a compressed timeline, in a world that's still recovering, do you think they'll be... I'll ask that question in a bit. We'll carry on with the teams.
0: <laughs> Red Bull.
1: Max, Max,
0: Max, Super, Max, Max, Max.
1: Yeah, for Staffan. Yeah,
0: yeah First Staffan. I hope Perez pushes them, but...
1: I think... There'll be a divide and a gulf of a half a second, like there has been with Gasly and with Albon. But I do think that Perez is mature enough to not let that get to his head and stick with it until the end of the season. And then if there's an and then there might be an uptake in form, but Max has beat him across the year. That's my opinion. Mm.
0: Yep, I agree. There's not much to can say on top of that. Uh, Williams.
1: George Russell, in it, all day. Mm, although what happens if Russell out qualifies him out races but Latifi scores the one and only point because (laughs) that happened with Kubica (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) I mean I wasn't impressed with Latifi last year to be fair Mm. George Russell is clearly probably one of the best drivers on the grid I think so although I think actually last year Latifi was leading him in the championship for quite a while
1: it might have been because of the race day unluckiness
0: yeah so who knows but uh, yeah I agree. i'll go with, go with russell
1: i just want to jump in here and say that i think my mic's been peaking the whole episode and if you've got one hour 40 through and my sound is uh terrible i can only apologize sorry uh yes so i was gonna ask you a question which was mm. what was it i can't remember <laughs>
0: I think you were going to ask, will there be any cancellations or or track moves?
1: Will there be any cancellations?
0: (laughs) I think 100% yes. Oh, 100%? I think that there will be the European and I also think it will be the South American races.
1: That is a good shout.
0: Without getting into too much of the politics, I think that. Europe is making such a mess of the vaccination, vaccines, and they're having a third wave of COVID. Mm. Britain's expected to have a third wave, but we have mass vaccination at this point. They're having a third wave without mass vaccination. So if you look at the calendar, uh, you've got Monaco in May. I really doubt that'll happen, to be honest. Especially with the amount of infrastructure works that needs to happen oh, yeah. to make that happen, it's Plus, not like a racetrack.
1: Most of the spectators are on boats, and so how are you going to stop them from having a party yeah. on the boat? And then it doesn't look good if it's caught on camera, you know.
0: Yeah, Monaco, I don't think will happen. Mm. I don't think France will happen in June. Yeah, but June's far away, but I still don't think France will happen. When's when's Portimao? Portimao is uh, ooh, I've caught you on first the first weekend there. in May.
1: Uh, Portugal's struggling at the minute I think so that that could be one of them that's cancelled although you know hot
0: weather middle of the year it might have died down mm. I mean the, the the thing is all the teams are in bubbles and they're travelling in bubbles and so in theory it should be a secure environment mm. but we know that from last season where there was random tests picking up Lewis Hamilton picked it up there's no way of having 100% security no nope. And if a if country just decides to shut its borders or issue five grand fines to everyone that goes abroad, like all this or oh, you've got Europe to like,
1: isolate yeah. if you do go there or Yeah. There's these huge fines, like you say, or ooh, yeah. So th- good luck. Hope it goes ahead. They're gonna try it out oh, yeah. they? they have to try it like it's gonna be fine. Because yeah. money cash is king. But
0: Absolutely. And I think later in the season you're looking at Brazil. And I think you're also looking at Japan. So Japan, Japan are not having spectators at the Olympics this summer. which weird. So weird. By the time we get to October, where there's going to be maybe a better situation, but I still think they're pretty strict. Same as Singapore, they're strict to letting anyone in. Mm.
1: Are we saying then if there's going to be some changes of the schedule that we're going to have like multiple races in the UK? Are we going to be at Pembrey in Wales? <laughs> With like four Castle corners, Coombe. Castle Castlecombe.
0: That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I cannot see us getting through a 23 season calendar. No, we might have to have two races at places like
1: yeah, Silverstone again or whatever.
0: Yeah, I, I think there'll be changes, and I think that we may end up, even if Canada's in a good place by June, which they're getting a lot of vaccines from America now. Yeah, America's so vaccinating up. Yep. If they're in good places, uh, France is straight after Canada. I, I just I don't think this is this will be fixed. I don't think there's any way you'll get twenty three races in this order.
1: Mm.
0: That may be pessimistic, but
1: in which case, fascinating. Oh, because mm. I wonder how many FIA grade Formula One spec tracks are around to plug the gaps.
0: Uh, you know, yeah. you can't have
1: four races at Silverstone. No, <laughs> I don't know if there are any yeah. others in the UK that that match. Really,
0: are they? I think it is just Silverstone that's got the mm. the right grade on.
1: So then do you go You're going back Australia? to get to it? You'd have like Australia. three races yeah. there. <laughs> three races around yeah. Melbourne. <laughs> you could probably have to do two. And yeah. they've got loads it of m- good tracks there, but they're not suitable for Formula One. But Bathurst, there we go. Mount Panorama.
0: <laughs> and there's no grows to go flying off that hill anymore, <laughs> so. The, the Grosjean jokes are less funny after they almost Yeah, the true. That's insensitive, but... Colin. Uh, I'm sorry. That's what, I was, <laughs> that's what my exciting was about the going to uh, in the Netherlands. It's just seen goes on trying to go around that last bank corner. <laughs> <laughs> it just would not have happened. Yeah. Oh, I wonder but, if that happens uh, this year. See, yeah. I hope it all goes as is. Well, actually, no. I'm looking at Spain and I'm hoping that drops out. Just because so it's like such a terrible... Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> there's a few races I'd be quite happy if were cancelled,
1: but... Russia will go ahead because uh, apparently they don't have COVID over there.
0: No. <coughs> um, but yeah, I, I think we'll end up bringing in other tracks maybe like Miguel again things like that, but...
1: Yeah. Fingers crossed. Looking forward to it. At least we're going to get a few races at the start of the year. It might be one where there's a gap in the middle which is weird. Mm. Uh, which is very reminiscent of other sports last year. Anyway, that's 21 21. Oh, predictions. So we've done top of each team. Hmm. Who's going to win the driver's t-
0: title, Colin? Hamilton. Uh, Ooh. Not Verstappen? No, I think Verstappen will be second. I think he'll be Bottas.
1: i would I'm going to say Hamilton. Who's going to win the team's title?
0: Uh, you can't you can't bet against Mercedes. You just Yeah. I, th- I, I really think they may the be on the back foot at the start, but there's no way over 23 a twenty three year season they're gonna stay behind. Uh
1: Will Crofty last the season?
0: Uh, yes, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> He'll sign another five year deal.
0: Oh uh, Tim and Ted. <laughs> uh, Honestly. That's what I enjoyed about this season's uh, Drive to Survive. There was less Crofty coming. It was as, <laughs> it was Bennett, was wasn't it mainly? Yeah, it was also ben Oh, Edwards. we've already said yeah. Um, Which is he's 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 gone. He's from gone for isn't it? And yeah.
1: there's oh, I can't remember his name. He does the support races these days. Hmm. Damn it, uh, the the name Jack Aitken comes to mind, but he's a driver, isn't he? He was the one. Yeah, he's really. a driver. <laughs> ah, but I I think he's quite good. But we'll have to see how what he's like for the Channel Four because I am a big Channel Four. Uh, supporter of their coverage, principally because of the commentary. Yeah, um, and so whenever an F one race happens, I have no spoilers. I don't go on the internet, and then I just watch it, Channel Four. But I know that's not the best way of doing it. I'm sorry, but the commentary was so much better the last few years. So we'll see. But speaking of which, um, rest in peace, Mary Walker. That was very sad, and although he did, you know, it reached 97 years old, was it? But that was still that still put a tear in my eye the other week.
0: Yep, but he was still you know, he was still contributing when yeah. anyone phoned him up. Sky yeah. Sky got him in pretty regularly know, uh, once or twice a year. But, uh, a few years ago. Um he was still it was still going on. Even though he was retired and out the limelight. Uh I actually watched an interview with him on David Letterman. A few
1: Yeah, it's amazing that one.
0: After he passed away, I was like, Why was he on David Letterman? But it's, fine, it's because Letterman is such a Yeah. He's such a car. No, yeah, he's yeah, a, yeah. he's such a fan in motorsport. And it, I think it he, might he been... owns an IndyCar team or part owns yeah, an IndyCar something team
1: like this. as well. Uh, Ray Hal Letterman is what it's called as a team, I think. And they
0: might oh, yeah, they might run. They won IndyCar last year. Yeah, the, I'm not sure. The Indy 500, sorry. Ah, okay. Sato, was it Sato? Yeah, Takuma Sato won Indy 500. Yeah. and is and it his team?
1: team? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry, but I think they also <laughs> run the BMW GT cars in America. But that could be wrong mm. as well. All right. Anyway, Formula <laughs> One. Yeah. Uh,
0: that's about it, isn't it? Who'd, who do you think will get hurt in the? Oh yeah, good question. Teams in the teams. Oh.
1: I'm going Ferrari.
0: <gasps> oh. There's a jump. Mm. I I still think McLaren. Um
1: it's hard to disagree with the, that, even though I said Ferrari. I mean,
0: they, they only got the third last year because of the raising point penalty. But yep, that's true. It lo- it looks like they made a step. Yep. And the Mercedes engine looks like it's a step up.
1: Hmm. It is. It does look that way. I still... Don't th- ah, I still... Aston and Ferrari are weird ones. I still think we can't discount them. And that's why I said Ferrari. But we'll see.
0: Mm. First replacement driver of the season.
1: Aw, come on. Please be Hulkenberg.
0: It, yeah, bring bring Please,
1: Hulkenberg. Please but it probably won't be, will it? It'll, no. it'll be who's lost the job? Magnussen. Kvyat. <laughs> oh, Kvyat could fill in for a Red Bull something or other, couldn't he?
0: No, he he signed. Oh, he signed for um. Renault. Alpine. Alpine. He's their third driver. Mm, interesting choice that. That's an. actually might be an interesting situation with if, with Oakland. If he's absolutely terrible. <laughs> yeah, true. You yeah, could get Kivya. You've actually be. got an actual driver as a Ford driver. It's not like mm. Mercedes would have stuff of Van Duren as a reject driver, yeah. but you're not getting you're never getting a shot, mate. Mm. You're just sitting aside. That's quite an interesting though it, I don't think Ocom will be that bad, but
1: um, I'm kinda of thinking there might not be a replacement driver this year.
0: No.
1: I think if races are cancelled it'll be because the surrounding area and country has all the rules and restrictions and outbreaks and stuff. I could be wrong. Mm.
0: I'd love for them to change the rules for replacement drivers. Because I know you have to have race, I think, within the last four years or something. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, the, the licence requirements are quite strict. Well, you just you want a British touring car driver
1: in there?
0: Yeah, I want my Jensen Button to rock up as a rolling <laughs> advisor roll and jump in or... Oh, is he the Martin, Bru- Martin Brundle Martin do you fancy a shot? <laughs> come, on, come on, in. I, I just often we just pull random people in, but yeah, I think it's they've, they've tightened up the rules for who can get our super license.
1: Oh, okay, fair enough. Well, it makes sense; it's a safety thing. But I just don't see a replacement driver if there is another another fascinating thing from the year, and I think just going back to what you said about tracks being cancelled and moved around, that's been under looked at at the minute. By most people,
0: the potential for calendar change.
1: Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I talked a little gibberish there. You know what I in though.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just who knows what's going to happen in the next few months. Mm. I think what we know is that Silverstone's safe and it looks yeah. like they're going to have fans in. So,
1: Oof. interesting.
0: They're, they're selling tickets at least. So, yeah. And they're advertising on Instagram. So, oh. it looks like we're going that way. I've
1: not received those adverts yet. So, clearly, I'm not. Part of the lucky few, but there's definitely yeah. gigs and events and stuff are started advertising now all of a sudden. So there's mm-hmm. hope in the air, isn't there?
0: Yeah, maybe get down to Silverstone or at least tattooing car race. Oh, Don car race.
1: Let's talk about that another time. But
0: absolutely,
1: I was thinking about it today, and actually, it could be quite a good year, and it'd be really nice to mm. see a racing person.
0: Absolutely. So I think that covers our preview for the season and our thoughts and try to survive. <clears throat> Any final thoughts before we get going in Bahrain?
1: Um, no. <laughs> Can I say no? I'm, no thoughts.
0: I'm, I'm I'm excited to see the new safety car. Oh, it. the Aston Martins. The, the Aston Martin. I don't really like the look Quick of it. Ice. They put
1: like a, a a weird wing on it.
0: No, I oh, like the
1: car, like but they fussed it up a bit.
0: Uh, I like it. It yeah. will be different
1: though. How many years has it been a silver bear? Oh as long as I've been watching. Yeah, yeah. So that is weird.
0: Good point. Long, long time.
1: Alright, that's the highlight of the Formula One race, everybody. Let's pray for a safety car.
0: <laughs> the there will be one.
1: Yeah. Always.
0: I wonder I wonder if they change that barrier out right? barrier. That's that's what I'm looking oh, for. Yeah, that'll be interesting. <laughs> if they fix that barrier yeah. so it won't kill anyone this time. Weird. Huh. But I think it's a photo. There's plenty to look forward to could be an exciting season. Could be a title fight for once. Oh, don't could tempt it. it. But I think that'll do us for this week, and we'll be back next weekend when or next week when we're actually reviewing what happens in Bahrain. Twenty-three podcast episodes for F one uh, this year. Sounds good. Oh, Looking forward to it. Of it. Plus BTCC. Yes, we're going to be at, we're going to be at this every week.
1: Well, we'll have to do something on BTCC at least. Yeah, that'll be good. Absolutely. Something to do.
0: Thanks for joining again, Tom.
1: Yeah, no worries. I'm glad we kept this one brief.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll set a timer for the next one. But thank you all for downloading. Uh, please subscribe if you enjoy it. Uh, if you don't, you can let me know on Twitter uh, how much of an idiot I am. And uh, please don't mock our accents in the iTunes reviews. well
1: feel free to do that on Twitter, just not on the iTunes review. Not iTunes iTunes on
0: Twitter. Yeah, (laughs) iTunes is five star and we love you only. Twitter, you can call us both knobs. Yeah,
1: brilliant. Yeah. Also, I've realised that when I've been uh, drinking water and coffee, my mic wasn't muted. So, fun times, everybody.
0: (laughs) Enjoy the additional audio. Yeah. See ya. Quantity not quality. (laughs) Bye. Bye.